Walker will give it to Adi. Adi is slowed down. Now to the 18. Fernando Adi over to his left foot. Fernando Adi! What's up, fans of the unbeatable juggernaut known as FC Cincinnati? It's your boy Sway from MTV News, and I'm declaring we are back. Episode 27 of Knifey Lion Lion Radio. Radio. We are the gift. gift. My name is Jonah. I'm imploring you to follow Knifey Lion Radio on Twitter as we continue the lunge for 400 followers, that is. It's pretty sad. Come on. Get on board. Joining me today... The furniture, the furniture restoration sensation, Zach. Good day. Uh, wow, sorry, I, I had this before I knew he wasn't joining us. I was gonna say joining us was the Rodney Dangerfield of podcasting, Nick from soccer. But you know, Labor Day claims another victim. Chad is running late, and we'll see if he makes it in time for the outro song today. We will get intimately involved with our thoughts on Saturday's two-one beatdown beat of the Pittsburgh down. River Rhinos. We'll rank Adi's goal amongst the greatest FCC moments without making Zach feel too horrible for having to leave the game early. We'll choose a tickle smash, which should be pretty obvious. And it's a pretty up for grabs week for FCC of the week. The fine folks at James the Jeweler are on the edge of their seats, wondering who will get the gift card this week. Then we will lazily throw together the rest into what future generations will use as a cultural time capsule. It's potpourri. I'm thrilled. But first, as a gift for our vast, uncountable, jaw-dropping amount of listeners, today we are lowering the velvet rope, inviting everyone inside the John Harks Harks Cave Cave of Wonders. Wonders. Old Harksy has recently been announced as the new coach of the Greenville Triumph. So if history repeats itself like it often does, we are pleased to welcome the Greenville Triumph to the MLS four years from now. Congratulations. Zach, anything to say yet? Nope, so long for the ride. <laughs> and of course, this week and every week, brought to you by Speedway. Speedway. Speedway Speedy Freezes are more than just a refreshing treat on a warm day. Just last week, my youngest son was showing flu-like symptoms. Our pediatrician's suggestions fell flat for me, and I remembered what my brother had given his son, a warm mug of Speedy Freeze. But I'm no fool. I know flu-like symptoms require it to still be ice cold, because if someone has a fever, you need to cool them down. I poured the entire 44 ounces of the Speedy Freeze into his sickly mouth, and no lie, he was literally bouncing off the walls within minutes. They don't teach that in medical school, folks. And after a quick trip to urgent care after his fever spiked at 104 an hour later, my beloved boy was well on his way to recovery, and all thanks to Speedway. Speedway. Zach, any Speedway stories? No, but one thing I do love about Speedway is they got the, uh, when you go to inflate your tires, they tell you the, uh, the pressure on the screen there and you don't have to worry about it. Check them with a gauge. I really love that. It gives you a little beep. Mm, well, Speedway, you're more <laughs> than just speedy freezes. I used to have to fill a tire every single day because I didn't get it plugged. Anyway, um, you can cut that out. No, that's important stuff. Uh, do follow Speedway on... That being said, Amelia, <laughs> I'm great with cars. You ever break down... <laughs> Send a KLR DM. Don't call AAA. Uh, yeah, it's a waste of time. But Speedway, I follow them on Twitter, and I forget that I do because they post sporadically, but then just in my feed, I'll see uh, 
something hilarious. And they also retweet things that I don't think that they probably should retweet. Someone said uh, having a hor- <laughs> having a horrible craving for Speedway nachos right now. <laughs> and they retweeted that. I don't think they meant horrible. It's like, I'm so hungry that it's horrible. I think they meant, God, this is awful that I'm craving Speedway nachos. But Speedway, they know what they're all about. They're just like, hey join us whatever the case may be shouts to you but now it's time for the thing that somebody's waiting for it's this week's recap recap Mm, yeah coming off that hilarious 2-1 win in tampa fcc hosted third place pittsburgh riverhounds starting lineup we had spencer ritchie back there guys send us a tweet who's your guy are you a spencer guy are you an evan guy i think i know the answer uh pakanate gets a start Lasso, Deckel, Justin Hoyt, Fataya Lache back out there, Corbin Bone, Walker Nazmi, Ledesma, and Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Zach, this is always a great part of this segment, <laughs> great part of the show when I say, what do you think about that starting lineup? <laughs> Any thoughts? No, it's it a great lineup. Great lineup. <laughs> um, I've got no thoughts on it. We never do. Uh, my whole recap for the first half was, didn't feature much action to get your beak wet, but uh, in the 35th minute, Spencer Ritchie, who we'll talk about his hair later, had a huge save with his feet to keep it 0-0, and that was probably the most exciting moment of the first half. Zach did really anything from the first half besides... Um, us not being able to pull much together stick out to you no super frustrating and i think what i said to nick they kept doing these like hit and hope long balls to danny but they're kind of skipping off the turf because it's pretty wet out there he's just chasing them to the end line as they roll out that happened over and over and over and over and it's like motherfucker but really nick bought my son a snow cone and that (laughs) occupied pretty much all of my attention for the whole first half it was really 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 annoying those things are a sticky mess just like kind of bubbling over at the top. I also don't like the ice that they're made of. I've got a lot of complaints. Well, when it's hot out, that ice melts and instantly refreezes, and the whole thing is an ice cube. And then my kids are just jab, jamming it, jamming it with the yeah. fucking straw. I was like, I'm making a hole for the juice to come out. I was like, but you're not, <laughs> man. It's not working. And as it melts, it overflows over the cup. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the first half did suck. But uh, Spencer Ritchie, it sucks. That he'd be the standout player in that half. When you're used to just indulging on speedy freezes and then you have to deal with the snow cone like that. Anyways, so uh, halftime came and went. A dramatic penalty shootout between the men's and women's UC soccer teams. They were supposed to get dizzy before they took the shot. I don't want to truther the, the dizziness, but it didn't seem to me that the men's team was getting really dizzy at all. I don't know if they were closing their eyes or spinning around a ball low on the ground isn't enough, but they were still blasting them perfectly so yeah i think they were cheating i think they were spinning three times the opposite way before they went up (laughs) (laughs) to counteract it it, wow you heard it here first second half though starts off 49th minute pittsburgh gets a penalty off just a hilarious forest lasso moment before i talk about it zach what did you see with that (laughs) slow motion one-on-one lasso and uh whoever the hell they're you could see it coming, kind of. <laughs> you could see it coming. Honestly, not Forrest Lasso's best game. <laughs> he had some bad moments in the first half also where he was like, you see him like kind of backing up, trying to like push them one direction, but he's not very good at that. And you kept waiting for him to kind of just like fall on his butt. Did he get his yellow in the first half too? Yes. And that was definitely a yellow. I know the crowd went wild, and he's like, look at the replay. I looked at the replay. (laughs) Dude, that's a yellow. (laughs) Oh, we went possibly studs up. Yeah. um, I never saw a close-up replay, but yeah. That 
the tackle in the box was laughable. <laughs> like, it was one of the dumbest looking things I've ever seen. 100% clear cut penalty. Well, you don't often see them when you're, they're straight on. The guy's like facing you. You can probably look at him in his eyes and you're facing him. And he just slowly comes towards you and Lassa decides to whip his leg about as high as the guy's hip. Yeah, and, do a uh, scissor tackle thing. <laughs> <laughs> then he points at the board again. I'm like, no, Forrest, no. I kind of wish they had shown it on the board immediately, and the ref was like, yeah, man, <laughs> I see it. You, you found him. Uh, this is weird, though. Like, I did in my head, I was like, he's going to sky this. I don't know why. I thought Richie was going to save it. Yeah, I just never, a lot of times when another team gets a penalty, you're like, well, foregone conclusion, he's going to score, but like, I don't know. Yeah, the FCC, uh, McCloskey yeah Kevin yeah. Kevin McCloskey uh he said this after the fact so you know it's easy to look back but he was like yeah me too well obviously <laughs> he was talking about the guy who gets fouled and goes down it's not always great for them to take the penalty you know he just took a whack and then he's getting up to take the penalty and um you know I never really thought about it but I guess it couldn't have helped and the fact he skied it makes it we'll just go ahead and assume that's gospel now don't let the guy who took the whack take the penalty but uh so yeah he skied it over the bar uh richie probably had it covered anyways unless it had gone anywhere between the five feet between his body <laughs> and the net uh so it was pretty nice and uh breathe new life into the stadium I, you could feel the energy just pick up after that big miss afterwards michael lahood comes on for pa Kanate in the 66th no go ahead zach i don't know it's just you're kind of bouncing around because well i was going to talk about kanate and this the whole second half he looked a little bit out of sorts all right yeah he did get leveled so i'm wondering if he picked up that injury yeah that seems to be the consensus i didn't even see what happened i just saw him laying motionless on the ground in the first half was that all the way back in the first time i saw him grabbing at his uh his thigh in the second half but um i'm sorry what 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 amazing moment did i miss before the 66th minute please their goal uh that's true. <laughs> Maybe I did skip that. The 57th minute. Pittsburgh gets a goal. Uh, wow. I'm just reading what the FCC wrote. Forbes created some space. Quickly moved the ball to the center of the box before Romeo Parks pushed one through for the Hounds with the ball on the top of the net. Yeah, it happened pretty fast, and I can't say we didn't deserve. It seemed like a just goal, just the way things have been going. Yeah, if you watch the replay of that goal, we were kind of flat-footed the whole time. So everything I said about that energy getting picked up after the miss was yeah. clearly <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it uh, did. I mean, it did. But yeah, Zach, my thing, I Googled him today because like, why does Romeo Parks sound so familiar? And I was really kicking myself for not remembering it. Do you remember who Romeo Parks is? No. Uh, over a year ago, was on Pittsburgh playing Red Bulls 2, gets a red card, then straight fucking kicks a dude in the square of his back and he was banned for the rest of the season do you not remember that brutal (laughs) brutal brutal kick it's one of the most brutal uh i don't know if you even call it a foul what do you call that assault Uh, yeah (laughs) brutal assaults you'll ever see apparently they put that guy in the hospital but um the guy he kicked whose name i can't remember he's french canadian he now plays for the indy 11 so if you guys want to get a romeo parks chant going next time we play indy that would be the thing to do but anyways they re-signed that guy i guess he made amends and he scored the goal so good on him just proof that yeah you can get away with anything if you can put him in the net so then in the 66 minute that's when uh, michael hood came on and you know what i hadn't said this for a while but i'd say lahood was a difference maker Zach, you're the number one Lahoud hater. How did you, since Nick's not here, I can't put the fake, <laughs> yeah. fake stuff on on him. So, what I do, do you have to say about your boy. I love 
Michael Hood. But was it him or was it the change in uh, formation? Either way, it was a definitely definitely a difference maker. Pa and Corbin Bone really didn't connect at all down that left side. Yeah, so I think just switching to the three at the back, I guess, is what they did. Uh, we're not really formation guys here, you know. But uh, <laughs> I will say you could immediately tell the difference because the one person the formation didn't quite suit was uh, Lasso <laughs> on the left. He seen, he had a lot of the ball and he did not know what to do with it. And um, as he likes to do, which ended up being okay because when Adi came in, he was just lashing these classic Lasso long balls up. And it's not a terrible strategy when you have Adi up there just bodying people. But if there's, there was one great moment, I don't know if you if you were still there for it. Zach was forced to leave early because of his child, but uh, Lasso kind of just dribbled it up and had it in a pretty advanced position and then attempt to make a cross. And I think it hit the 30th row of the Bailey. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. It was adorable, really. It was the icing on the cake for Lasso's game. Zach, what minute did you leave before I... Uh... I left 70-something, and it was... I don't know, man. My kid keeps... <laughs> it was like 10 till 9... That's already past his bedtime. He's like, can we go home, please? I'm cold. Can we go home, please? And like, I don't want to be like, no, man. No. It's like, this, I, I want him to go to bed. But then. Just get him a warm, speedy breeze. <laughs> I get to the car and I look and it's one to one. I'm like half happy and half upset. And then uh, as I'm pulling into my street, then Adi scores. So I didn't see either of them. <laughs> Fucking probably best home game of the season, maybe. Um, all time <laughs> yeah yeah our first goal came in the 80th minute ledesma free kick perfect cross to our man Deco canon really uh spoiler alert smash that home for the equalizer just so amelia knows me and his mom are not together <laughs> but it is amicable there's no drama yeah and he's got a mom so he doesn't yeah, need another I'm not mom looking for mom <laughs> just... anyway 80th minute he's a great hang <laughs> <laughs> When he's not complaining, you know, he's, he's <laughs> adorable. <laughs> he's not being a piece of shit. Yeah, you don't have to leave the games early. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was glorious. And then the energy really, really took off. And um, Adi felt due. He gets a yellow card for his elbow getting a little high. And before you could blink, though, Kenny Walker sent in a, a sweet ball all the way down to him. A guy tried to foul him, grabbed him by the back of the jersey. Zach, I'm sure you watched the highlight at least yeah, of the goal. Yeah, okay, of you've seen, so you've seen this. Um, grabs him by the jersey. Adi just fucking shrugs him off like a fly. Keeps going, cuts inside, and then kicks it back across his body to the nearer post and fucking buries it. And it was glorious. I was telling Nick, who's MIA, that I think that was the hardest I've celebrated a goal at a game since Austin Berry's headed goal against the Red Bulls. I think since then, this has been the greatest goal. Not the goal itself, which was great, but uh, just oof, it just the release of emotions I felt. Zach, how did you feel watching the highlight of it? Yeah, I put that on the highlights when I got home, and I, was, I think my reaction was like, you're going to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> fucking damn it. Like, I'm never bringing my kid to another game. But he just loves going so much. Uh, it was surprisingly, um, you know, me and Nick would bond over it because he was sitting with us, but uh, it was surprisingly emotional for a game that, it had a lot of meaning. You know, it's a third place team, but I, the fact it was Adi's first goal, the fact he was due, the fact we came back, it was late in the game. It was just all, it was the perfect storm. Yeah. And, uh, and I was not, really feeling it. 
They're deep, not a likable. They're not a likable team either. Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like shitting on us. These FCC guys. I mean, fuck no, them. They're a team like definitely like if you tie them, you're not gonna be like, oh well, fair enough. Like fair play to them. Like <laughs> it's easy to like. It's really easy to dislike them. I think. Um, uh, but yeah, it was glorious. There was also I don't know I don't have the minutes for you, but Spencer Ritchie made a few other big saves in the game, and uh, he's playing like he doesn't want to give up this spot. Yeah, he was great. But yeah, Lahoud, great game. Pakanate, not his greatest game. Alashe, uh, I don't know what he did. I don't know what anyone did in the first half whose name wasn't Spencer Ritchie. I tell you what Alashe was doing. He was dropping deep to pick up, pick up the ball from our center backs to like start bringing up the field. And they're not giving it to him. Forrest Lasso would just ignore him. It's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and carry it up. It's like, no, man. <laughs> Give it to your midfielder. Let him dictate the play here, which is what Richie Ryan was always so good at. And we were just talking about that before we started. Yeah, just let him fucking do it, man. He, he's like the point guard there. Not you, Forrest. All right. <laughs> Are you listening? I don't know. Personally, I always want Forrest Lasso on the ball <laughs> whenever possible with his feet. Um, looking at the game notes from the official website, folks, that's 16 games without losing one. If you watch all of them back, it's kind of surprising. We had plenty of chances to fuck that up, but we didn't. We're 12-0-4. We've won five straight, and we clinched a playoff spot. So, uh, you know, if you had any doubts, guys, we made the playoffs. The next goal, home field, then home field throughout. Zach, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny, the game in Tampa feels like a loss because we didn't because we sucked because we sucked (laughs) (laughs) but you know if that's not the definition of spoiled i don't know what is yeah i mean it's our year we're the upstart (laughs) the (laughs) ragtag misfits with the billionaire owner just plucking along (laughs) that mls video comes out like the cinderella story come on man (laughs) more look like fucking assholes yeah i was gonna say me and nick talked about it when we were watching that first half you know we mentioned it last week kenny won't stay on his feet he's sliding all over the place but he was back at it he was back at it and he had one really bad one in the first half but then he made i don't we don't pull the stats up anymore (laughs) ever but uh he made a lot of really good tackles yesterday i thought uh what do you think about ledesma I don't know if he had a great game until that assist. I'm trying to remember some other moments, but... uh, I don't remember any. Yeah, but again, you could say that about anyone. So, uh, I already kind of, you know, spoiled it for us. But for this week's... For me, one would be uh, Lasso's foot on that guy's hip attempting to make a play on the ball on the ground. Because that was hilarious. But the Deco smash would be the smashed goal. Uh, it was exactly what you'd expect a Deckel goal to look like. He just came fucking flying in and headed it, tied it up. Zach, do you have any other memories of Deckel's smash-worthy moment? No, I'm just giving it to that. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Uh, if I would have put a little more into that elbow to that guy's face, uh, maybe that would have been worth something. Or, you know, and Lasso's uh, <laughs> studs-up tackles. Yeah, Lasso's yellow pretty... <laughs> could be one, too. But, you know, Deckel had missed a few games, and he, he hadn't been the Deckel smash in a while, so he deserves, for his namesake, to be him. This week, uh, who's it going to be? Wow, people on the edge of their seat for the FCC of the week. Zach, while I uh, stew over the juices in my head, do you want to you pick yours? I'm going to give it to Spencer Ritchie. Mm. Spencer Ritchie was man of the match, according to FCC Twitter. See, uh, I'd rather pick someone else, but, uh, you know. I'll go with Michael LaHoo, La-Hoo. just because, uh, you know, I felt him out there. 
I felt his presence and uh Adi Adi doesn't need any more jewelry. Okay, this guy's a multimillionaire. So he he won't he won't know what to do with his James jeweler thing. He'll probably just give it to a fan or something. Zach, I'll let you be Nick's tie breaking vote. Who do you think Nick would pick? Nick would probably say, uh you know, I feel like <laughs> Corbin Brown really tied everything together out there. So. <laughs> we'll give it to uh, we'll give it to Spencer Ritchie. You know, he had the most impact on me mentally. <laughs> Whatever that means. So Spencer Ritchie, congratulations! You get a fifty dollars gift card to James the Jeweler. Find something a nice tennis bracelet that matches your Fight Club hair. You are this week's FCC Man. of the week. And uh, we'll just go right into this week's Potpourri. I didn't have this first up, but Zach, what do you think about all the players, all of them being two or three, hitting up the salon and going for blonde? I thought that I thought that thing was <clears> over. <throat> I thought that was a last year, like when Messi was silver-haired. Right, but well, it's still going. I think they were actually spotted outside a barber shop, not a salon. Oh, sorry. Um, so sorry. They're not. <laughs> they're not going to uh, Annie to get their work done. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care what the fuck they do. Um, Sim is rubbing off. Is Sim a natural blonde? Yeah, I think he is. If he's not, he's got a great dye job. But uh, yeah, Spencer, you know, he's newly with the non-slick back, and then just going taking it to the next level. A little reminding me a little bit of the Jared Leto Fight Club look, minus the blonde eyebrows. Not ready to commit all the way, are you, buddy? Just trust me. If you dye your eyebrows blonde, you'll look great. Zach, you want to tell people about blonde eyebrows? Yeah, actually, uh, I rode my bike across the desert one summer. Just one of the many adventures I like to go on, Emilio. Um, <laughs> Don't you <know>. sell yourself <laughs> short. It was the whole country, not just the desert, you know. Yes, but I think it was the desert that bleached my eyebrows. <laughs> I looked like a fucking freak. I'll tell you what. Um, my skin was like leather. I was emaciated, and my eyebrows were bleached. And uh, they looked like they were gone almost. Eyebrows are one of those things you don't realize how important they are <laughs> until they're gone or until they're blonde. <laughs> it's like we're used to Whoopi Goldberg not having eyebrows, but then you see like fucking, uh, well, Zach <laughs> was not expecting the blonde brows. So Spencer, ignore what we just said. Dye those puppies blonde. <laughs> and uh, as of now, you can do no wrong. So let's just push it as far as we can and see if that's true. Uh, the other one was, uh, of course, Corbin Bone. If there's a weird hair thing going on, you know he's involved. He's got uh, he's got some blonde locks. I don't know if anyone else... Blake Smith. Blake Smith, that's right. He cut it short. And uh, dyed it blonde. M&M length and dyed it blonde. What else is going on? Um, I'm walking down to my seat last night. Okay. <laughs> Five feet away, coming up the stairs. Patty Barrett. I thought he was coming for me. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. He doesn't know who I am. Thank God. He was right there with Russell Ciceroni. I was like, oh, I almost want to get a picture of him with my kid. And, uh, <laughs> you should have had. Uh, excuse me, stranger, talking to Patty. Will you take a picture of me with uh, star player Russell Ciceroni? <laughs> that would really gotten his good. <laughs> excuse me, young man. They were all there last night. I don't know. Was there a signing afterwards or fireworks or something? There was like one that. beforehand. I saw Blake Smith yeah. sign autographs. Uh, speaking of Patty. Because everyone was in 124. Richie Ryan, Banner, Patty. Yeah, uh, fucking Blake Smith, Russell, everybody. Yeah, so Amelia, if you want to take a Bailey break, gets a little tiresome staying in the whole game. 124. Zach always has an extra. And it's really the place to be if you want to see the, the family of the players or the players themselves. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, if you want to find us, just look for the reflection of my binoculars, which are pointing straight at you. <laughs> <laughs> Classic <Sorry>. stuff. <laughs> Speaking of Patty Barrett, 
you know, we've given them a lot of shit. Not really, actually. Not really. We just had that <laughs> one playful really banter. And um, but he did another interview with an Ir- Irish outlet, and uh, this one was much more palatable and he came across as much more of an enjoyable guy (laughs) he seemed modest he seemed uh happy with cincinnati he was embracing whatever the hell culture (laughs) it is we have zach did you have any takeaways yeah it was all good it was you know he did kind of point out how awkward it can be to play in front of twenty-seven thousand people and then play in front of less than 50 people the next week he said there's a lot a lot of quality you know a lot of people who could fucking tear it up in the irish league so i don't know much about the irish league but i don't, I don't think I don't, it's i don't think it's great i don't think, <laughs> I don't think, think it's, it's very good i don't think it's great either i mean there's opportunity there you know to qualify for europe and things like that yeah. but yeah, it was a good interview i liked it another thing that was going on we got a survey if you want to call it a stadium survey i know zach loved it he loves when he gets a bougie survey like this and every question basically seemed geared towards sweets premium seating and so um you know you're chomping chomping at the bit to give our opinions on the stadium and turns out they just want to know um what kind of champagne we prefer what was your favorite part of that thing that you hated (laughs) i was kind of excited to do the survey then it was such a waste of my fucking time i'm kind of mad that i did it um (laughs) i'm hoping there'll be another one because that's the only one that's a real i'm sure there will but still fuck it just like makes me wonder and i know it's true they're like premium seating and club seats i know they're important because they're so expensive and they bring in so much money but like you see some of these other new stadiums san jose especially where like all you see is club seats it's a bad look yeah it's a terrible look and we've heard birding was kind of into the idea of a raised supporter section much like at nippert he was like, i just think it'd be like a cute little thing to bring over from like whatever <laughs> like but no it's not like you don't manufacture that it's good for what it is but like people can't see for one, and then he wants to put club seats under it. Yeah, Just, I wonder if that's the 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 main impetus behind it is to stick those underneath and experience the Bailey from below. Yeah, like feel the. Feel the, feel the Bailey. It's just I don't know. Um, I'm just yeah, like I know. I say nervous. Just start from scratch. I mean, just make make the best stadium possible. And I know, like, it's cool that people are above opposing goalies and stuff. But just, I would scratch everything. <laughs> we were in Nippert because of uh, circumstance. But um, we're building a new stadium. And in 10 years, no one's going to be like, oh, this isn't enough like Nippert. Like, no, just make the best stadium possible. And uh, so, so that's a real thing that Birding wants. Club seats underneath a raised supporter section. So if everyone wants to get ahead of the game and start fucking attacking him via <laughs> social media, go ahead. Because yeah, please in, don't let in that my happen. Com- in my comment thing, uh, as inspired by Lord and Savior Chris White of the Pride, I wrote, have the seats behind the goal go all the way down to the field, please. Please, please. In, I said, in can one we, cup, uh, in I asked for some more uh, veg options at the stadium, man. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. for the funnel non- fries, <laughs> the non alcoholic drinks to be cheap. I'll throw this out for people. You know, I've heard this from all the Bailey legends, and I'm going to use my soapbox that I have here, my bullhorn that I have to preach to the people. Guys, try standing on the concrete in the Bailey. There's no reason to stand on the bleachers. It's just the fact that if one does it, then it cascades. It goes back, back, back. Someone's gonna die. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everyone in the Bailey stands on the bleachers they instead didn't. of the concrete. They didn't. I know. Things have changed since our day. Yeah. See, way back in season one, we were in the Bailey 
that whole season. I was just we were just talking about this at the game. Like every game, I'd be over there looking at the rest of the stadium. Like what a fucking snooze fest! Why would you ever <laughs> want to sit in any of these other sections? And as soon as Jonah got those tickets in one twenty two, I'm like, oh baby, <laughs> never been back to the Bailey since. I'm like I never want to stand again. I went back once, and at halftime, I was like, man, my feet are sore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, why? Yeah, there's no reason. It's just one person starts doing it, and then it goes all the way up. So, like, just stand on the concrete, you idiots. Unless they can see those angles that you can't see, but I don't think it... Maybe, like, one row can, but yeah. you're, you're just making it dangerous for everyone. Eventually, one of these... I don't care if they fall. Yeah, one of these yokels <laughs> who's fucking trashed, probably one of the middle finger type guys, is going to fucking fly over that thing, land on the goalpost, crack his head open, and you're going to get fucking stained Spencer Ritchie's beautiful blonde locks with your blood, and that blood's <laughs> going to be on his hair for a long time. Uh, yeah. Moving on... Yeah, are you excited for Faith and Family Night? <laughs> I gotta imagine that was like a tweet somewhere when they had fucking Equality Night. It's like, where's the Faith Night if you're gonna have some fucking idiot, stupid <laughs> motherfucker? Or is this just all fucking Carl Linder? It's like, I think I think they've had a Faith Night every year. What does that even mean? Do they give like discounts to church groups and things like that? Or? I have no idea. We have a Catholic church. Whoops, night. <laughs> Having some trouble there, folks. What is it? L. Uh, cool J and who? Tim McGraw had the accidental racist song. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. Not, I hate that I know it wasn't. It wasn't Tim, Tim McGraw. McGraw. Was it Toby Keith or something? <sighs> Fuck. The fuck is that guy's name? Hello, Cool J says like. Uh, if you can look past the gold chains, I can overlook the Brad Paisley. I can overlook the fucking. Whatever chains <laughs> from slavery. Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood. I wasn't there when Sherman's march turned the south into firewood. Oh shit! This is a good song. I'm just a white man coming to you from the southland, trying to understand what it's like now. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> that really was a piece of shit song. No, it was terrible. I remember Stephen Colbert had ones like "Whoopsie Daisy" anti-Semite or something like that. <laughs> Why did I just start talking about that? Oh, you said Catholic. Whoops, <laughs> Whoopsie Catholic Church name. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of whoopsie daisy, Zach, are you? Um, what did you think about during uh, your moment of silence for John McCain? <laughs> stick to sports, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to stick to sports, and they're shoving like, <laughs> you know. Where was my Aretha Franklin moment <laughs> of silence? She did not. She wasn't pushing the Iraq War well after it was established. That thing was a fucking boondoggle. Um, but for chance this week, that's right. <laughs> Um, I don't know who sings. Do you know who sings? Is it Warrant? Who sings? Heaven isn't too far. I don't know. Anyways, well, I adapted that for uh, for the goalies. Take it away, me. Spencer Richie just made a save. Evan Newton's faded away. <laughs> I kind of lost my voice last night, folks. Should have stopped that shot against Tampa Bay. The backup spot is still pretty great. What would you rate that out of a 9 out of 10? Uh, <laughs> a 9 out of 10. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Warren and R.I.P. Did that singer die? Yeah. He was a hard-living guy. 
I was going to make uh, another chant out with Blink-182's Josie. I didn't get very far, and folks, you'll hear why. Yeah, my defense has a 10-foot-tall lumberjack who recites you Bible verses when you ask. There's an Israeli cyborg who lays strikers down on their asses, but I'm going to stop there. Zach, how would you rate that? 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, that's Give it a solid I, 10. That's what I get. I don't know if that's what that song is. <sighs> yeah, it is Josie. I was right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's obviously a winner. Whole, whole Bailey's singing it. Haven't done this in a while. Prid, Prid North, Bailey Orphans, Linder's Ladies, Jimmy's Kids. Old Matt Skiba has been tagging Megan in Instagram posts and stuff like that. We could probably get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's a talker. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Matt Skiba, lead singer of Alkaline Trio, if you're a posier like me, or uh, Tom DeLonge's replacement in Blink-182. This guy has some stories. Uh, Zach, do you have any chance off the top of the dome? Amelia Wolf, what's your favorite band? Send us a message. I was going to make up a, a Japanese name who's a video game composer. <laughs> That's her favorite artist. But... Best you don't. You ever been to Akihabara? No. Oh, I have, Amelia. You'd really love it. <laughs> is that in Tokyo? <laughs> yeah. It's Zach... where all the uh, anime is and all kinds of nerdery like that. Zach's very well traveled. He's been to Tokyo. Twice. <laughs> Any other cities, countries you want to drop before uh, we end this? Athens, Greece. I tried to go to a uh, Olympiacos Champions League game against Arsenal. No one would sell me a ticket. Mm. I think they thought I was an Arsenal supporter. In Paris, I went... Saw PSG, Matuidi scored in the 91st minute to win the game. I don't care about PSG. It was a good time. Folks, been around the globe, collected all this knowledge, and we're giving it to you. Voice crack. Mm-hmm. Right on cue. It's like fucking Carl Linder's God knows I've gone this whole time without a voice crack. Just shoves it in there. Me and Jonah went to Upton Park. We're really old school. Mm-hmm. Bubbles. That, really belted it out. <laughs> if you recall, they played like some disco version of Bubbles and the crowd was not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did like there was one moment when um, we had great seats similar to my section 122. Let's say it was the 122 of Upton Park. So even closer to the field. At one point, the ref was taking a long time to do something. And I was like, come on, get on with it. And like some like middle-aged British lady was like, yeah, come on. (laughs) It was a highlight of my life. I feel like I inspired a British woman to yell. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Just one of the guys. I'm just a a hammer like you. Good times. And then we were booing Craig Bellamy because he had switched from West Ham to Man City. As if we gave gave a shit. (laughs) Focus, That's how long ago it was. Craig Bellamy was starting for Man City. And Rabinho. Rabinho, yeah. Zach, final thoughts on the week. Oh, first of all, will you be going to Louisville next week? The big rivalry game. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. Even if I don't? (laughs) (laughs) You're just counting on me for a ride, I'm assuming. I've got a car. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. I feel like you just assumed I was going to drive down. I'm not sure yet. Well, I got. I'm of two minds. I know you bought a ticket. I bought a ticket, but they're cheap as hell. Um, I don't know. Maybe if one of our special listeners wants to ride down with me. (laughs) But uh, it's going to be a shit show in some way. I don't. No spoilers here, but I feel like things are going to pop off somehow. Yeah, I kind of hope so. Hilarious. I I would like it to get ugly. I would like this to end on like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, if one of these braveheart-looking motherfuckers tries to give me a hug, I'm gonna just. 
for old FCC. So don't try to come over to our section, bro. Just leave us alone in the outfield, ten miles from the field. I would don't like even to go to fucking uh, try it. Yeah, that Morel's Cafe. Get that vegan uh, Arby's melt. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. So if you'll be there, <laughs> drop us a line. <laughs> See what we're all about. Laying out suckers. That's not an open invitation for just anyone to ride with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so final thoughts, Zach, besides Louisville? Um, no, it's fucking... Really sad I didn't see the comeback, um, but I'm glad it happened. Adi loves Koch, ran over, gave him a big bear hug, lifted him off the ground. Yeah, that was good to see. Um, Probably because Koch doesn't make him practice from what I've seen <laughs> from uh, Steckover's videos. This guy does not take his pants and jacket off. No, he's always on the sideline watching, judging, <laughs> staring at the fucking turf like, no. Yeah, no, no. I don't think so. And, uh, you know, whatever. Do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> it's weird that you're even here, so live it up any way you want i mean i tell you what he shrugs somebody off every time he touches the ball yeah and he took his shirt off he gave his jersey away there's a picture of it the guy is fucking <laughs> jacked uh so kudos to him uh my final thoughts but they just fall off him as if he's fucking <laughs> jerome bettis or something it's pretty pathetic <laughs> i mean the guy tried to grab him by the jersey he just couldn't do it <clears throat> i'm just gonna say you know labor day weekend that's why it's coming out a day late hope you're all keeping cool out there <laughs> sipping a nice cold iced tea and shout out to everyone who's given birth that's what labor day is all about if oh, i am man. correct i wish i could tell you guys all about my kid's birth <laughs> it was like a murder scene in there <laughs> Then I can talk about my wife exploding all over <laughs> the OBGYN's face, body, and room. A bloody mess. It was that Be The One blood video that I was talking about. Wow, folks, that shit was gross. I will say this. Nick had had his daughter already. Um, and he, I think they had like a natural birth and midwives and all that hippie stuff like like our mother did. And... um. He was telling me, he's like, you know, it's just not like it is on TV. It was very calm and peaceful and all this stuff. Meanwhile, <laughs> my son is born. There's blood everywhere. And literally the doctors are swearing at each other. And like <laughs> this woman comes, she slides in on her knees. She's like, I can't fucking find it. And like is looking inside the vagina for the laceration. Like they got like flashlights in there. Like. Like oh, I can't fucking stop the bleeding. <laughs> His mom is passed out. There's people like in her, like wake up, wake up, please. And then they hand me my son. And I'm like, where do I even look? I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'll tell you what, from experience, you look away from the birth zone. You look away from the birth zone. Well, I wanted to know that his mom was all right, and I didn't. <laughs> um, they True. found, they did find the laceration oh, thank like, God. inside and sewed it up, and. uh but she had lost 12 quarts of blood, which apparently didn't replenish at all. Ended up back in the hospital. Day. Everyone's fine. But uh, it was the opposite of what Nick's just like, you know, it's very calm and peaceful. Just like, no, man. This was like straight up out of ER. My wife was screaming. She was not allowed to use an epidural. And then, of course, when it was way too late, she said, give me the epidural. He said, it's too late. <laughs> I hadn't slept in 24 hours. I was crying like a bitch. <laughs> this is before I was born. And then the second one is when that balloon popped of, of, of blood. We'll save that for next week uh, or a special bi-week episode called Bloody Birth Stories. My final thoughts. Pleased to have my children in my life. 
totally worth it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Zach would say the same. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. His little bundle of joy. <laughs> I didn't give birth. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> even he's, even though we miss those goals, you I'm know. still happy to have him around. At least you got to see some of the game, which might have made it worse because <laughs> you wouldn't have missed any of the goals <laughs> if you had just stayed home. Uh, first place forever. Louisville never. Rise together. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry. I got nothing. Okay. Rise, rise together. together. Voice crack. Voice crack. Surfing, I live the thousand lives, but I'm still.